This is Living Lean, the show that teaches you how to apply the science of nutrition and training to sustainably create your leanest, strongest body and build the most confident version of yourself. I'm your host, Jeremiah Bear. Let's get into the show. What is going on, team? Welcome back to the show. Today, we have another Q&A. Hopefully, the sound quality on this is solid. I am constantly working on that. The reality is I have an empty-ass house, and everything echoes a lot. I guess I need to get some decor in here or something. But anyway, <laughs> we have a Q&A today. We have some dope questions. I am stoked about these. So let's go ahead and dive right into it. All right, first question what do you do when clients don't turn in their check-ins so straight up this is probably the one of the most common questions that i get from other coaches the reality is i think every new coach struggles to get their clients to turn in weekly check-ins on time so for a little bit of context to this if you're not a coach or if you haven't worked with a coach when you start online coaching with me one of the key components of you being successful is the weekly check-in that you send me every monday or tuesday for some of my clients on the monday slots build up so basically what we're doing here is we get deep into your biofeedback so you're ranking different things like hunger motivation cravings mood stress on a scale of one to five this gives me a very good idea one of how your calories are affecting you so like one of the biggest indicators i use for whether clients need a diet break or not is the biofeedback that we see in this section especially cravings hunger motivation and mood but also it really tells me where your health is at like is your training performance increasing are you sleeping better are you better managing stress different things like that and then we also go into some questions that get deep into like how your week went what you need to do differently next week and this really helps me help you proactively plan ahead now my clients crush it with this now and also don't ever take this like if you're a coach listening I don't at all recommend that you just have like a weekly check-in and that's it. Like most of my clients, we go back and forth most every day and it depends on the individual, how much communication they want, but don't at all also take it like, Hey, it's just a weekly check-in. See ya. Like, I think it's very important that throughout the week, especially for your clients, you know, like need more communication, need more contact that you're in touch more often, but that's a different tangent entirely. So with the weekly check-in, my clients crush it with this now. Um, one of the biggest things I've done is just very clearly one talked about how my clients that fill all this shit out metric trackers like your daily accountability tracker which is different from the weekly check-in sheet but here basically have you drop in your macros or whatever nutrition prescription is whatever nutrition protocol we have you following this is where i have you drop like your adherence to that your steps your weight your hours of sleep per night how your training is going your training numbers so that is something i've talked about a lot how much my clients crush it as far as like my clients that fill this out super consistently always get great results and that is very very true because the reality is changing your body isn't that complex as long as you're consistent as hell with a smart strategy which if you're filling out your tracker super consistently i know you're doing And also, if you're not making progress, we know exactly where you're at, where all your macros are at, where your measurements are at, where your biofeedback is. So we know exactly where to adjust. So if you hit a plateau, we can quickly make an adjustment and you're right back on course. But 
when this doesn't happen, when trackers don't get filled out, when weekly check-ins don't get sent, there's not really any data. I always tell people it's kind of like going into a business and trying to help them without having any idea what they're selling, what profits are, what products are doing best. There's just nothing I can really do. Okay, again, I keep going on tangents here, but the point of all this is talking about that a lot in my content and on the initial call, my clients to get the best results are always the ones that are crazy consistent filling out their trackers, getting me their check-ins, which is very, very true. Just talking about that helps a ton. And me and Cody talked about this on the podcast that released uh, two minutes ago. The more you talk about things like this in your content, the more your clients will pick up on it and learn from it. Content is another way for your clients to learn from you and really absorb what they need to be doing to get the best results possible. So talk about that a lot. I also set the expectation very clearly that clients will submit this to me and this is what they need to do to be successful. All my clients know this. Again, we talk about this a ton on the call, how this is a non-negotiable. In my initial email that I send you after you've gotten started, like with your training program, your initial nutrition prescription, everything else that I send you, I also have in that email, basically like, I'm not gonna chase you down for check-ins. This is on you to shoot to me. This is a collaborative effort and I need you to hold up your end of the bargain. And really, like, since I've gone out of my way to do that, it hasn't been near as much of an issue. The content, again, helps a ton. And then on top of that, like, we really have to dig at specific people's lives. Like, there's, and the, the thing here is, there's so many different, like, contexts that come up. Like, if it's a client that's pretty consistently filling out their metric tracker, they're normally consistent with a weekly check-in, and they're just suddenly like fall off, there's something going on in that client's life. So ask a lot of questions before you ever accuse like, yo, what is going on here? Why aren't you sending me this? Like first and foremost, we need to ask like, hey, what's going on with your life? Or like often, and I've had this, I've struggled with this in the past as well. Like when I first started coaching, I wanted my clients to fill out just a shit ton of different metrics, all this data. But for most people, that's overwhelming. Now, the person that asked this is a coach. It's actually one of my clients. And for her, like her tracker is extensive. She has a ton of different things that she fills out. But for most clients, I try to keep that as simple as possible because the reality is most people don't want to nerd out over the data unless you're one of the coaches that coach. So there, like we might go from, okay, maybe you're just dropping in calories, protein, weight, steps, hours of sleep, energy levels. Dope. It's like five columns, super simple. You can fill it out in one minute every night. So I would also look to simplify, see if maybe it's potentially too confusing. So from there, really, really dig. And also go out, also assume first and foremost that if any time a client isn't doing something that you know will help them get the end result they want, assume that you haven't done a good enough job as a coach yet, educating them on why this is so important. Before you ever just question why they're not doing this, point the finger back at yourself. So go out of your way to over-educate why this is so damn important, why it's key to getting them results, and then really also focus on, similar to asking the questions, just really connect with the client, like what's going on in your life? And you'll really come up with like any potential things that could be holding them back. And then from there, once you've done all that, then I think it's time to like, if you're doing this, doing this, you've gone out of the way, there's nothing going on with their lives, they're still not, you simplified and they're still not shooting you 
check-ins, then I think that's more the point where you just have to give people tough love and call them out on their actions, not matching what they say they want. But first and foremost, we need to do all this work to make sure the prescriptions fit to the client and that you've done everything possible on your end to teach them why this is important and make this as easy as possible for the client to adhere to and make sure that the program they're following actually 100% fits their goals and their lifestyle. All right, next question. Best macro split for gym pop clients. All right, so generally, um, a gym pop client is probably going to start coaching with about, so just general population client, is probably going to start coaching with anywhere from, I would say, 15 to 25 pounds to lose. So in this case, I like, like the most quote-unquote optimal macro split is going to be 11 days in a deficit or creating solid fat loss, three days in a cap or at calorie maintenance. Now, all this is very con- context dependent, and this is a very much an it depends question, which I'm gonna get into. But we're just looking at okay, this is so we're assuming if they only have like 15 to 20, 25 pounds to lose, we can lose that likely in about if we're losing 0.5 to 1 percent body weight per week. Let's just say 10 to 15 weeks, we can lose about all the fat that they need to. So there's not really a point in really delaying this. And again, like this does depend on the individual. There are rare cases where we would want to take this a lot slower, but for most people it's like, hey, we want to get this done relatively quickly. So there's not a point in doing like a matador approach where we're doing one week diet, one week at maintenance, because that really just extends the pain, so to speak, of dieting a little bit longer. So I like an 11-3 split because we're in a deficit for 11 days, creating solid fat loss. And then studies have shown us that three days or more at maintenance can actually reverse some metabolic adaptation. So basically it's like an insurance policy to make sure we're keeping the healthiest hormones, healthiest metabolism possible as you diet. That said, above everything else when it comes to prescribing nutrition protocols is adherence. Basically, I say this all the time, We're giving you some shit you can stick to for the long term. That's what makes your results when you start coaching with me actually sustainable. That's my biggest focus as a nutrition coach, fitting your prescription to you, which is why my clients get such great results. I don't ever just give people the most quote-unquote optimal strategy. I give them the one that we know will best fit them and you can actually stick to long term. So we can really finally break that cycle of trying to get lean, not getting lean, falling off track, starting over, and just being inconsistent in general. Sustainability and accountability creates a consistency. And damn, I'm going on a lot of random tangents on this podcast. But anyway, so 11.3 would be most optimal. So for a client that doesn't want to go out as often, I would prescribe an 11.3 most likely. And again, this is very context dependent. But Many clients, the most popular macro split that I prescribe is the 5-2 split, or five days in a deficit, two days at maintenance. This increase, again, comes from primarily from carbs, because carbs are going to increase leptin, which is a hormone that helps regulate energy expenditure and hunger. So, 5-2 split, it doesn't reverse metabolic adaptation like an 11-3 does. At most, it pauses it. That said, for clients like this, we have a relatively short time frame where they're losing fat. So again, keep in mind here, we're talking somebody that has like 15 to 25 pounds to lose instead of like 
50 to 70 plus where the our macro split would be different story entirely but relatively short diet time frame so here the reality is many many people that i work with want to go out on the weekends they want the flexible lifestyle side of this they want to be able to have some drinks every weekend and still see fat loss still see themselves getting leaner stronger and feeling more confident the five two split is just more conducive to that because it gives you a break every weekend instead of every other weekend and really like this is something that i used to struggle with a lot because i knew all these things were more optimal my clients were getting worse results so since i caved so to speak and started prescribing the five two split a bit more clients get to their end result quicker and the end result is like when we're talking about metabolic adaptation and a relatively short time frame like this the difference between a five two and eleven three is just very very small so by us being in a deficit for a short amount of time because the client is more adherent than they would be if they follow something like an 11-3, I would say overall, we're actually getting our client to their end result with less metabolic adaptation. So basically, that's what I prescribed. Now, I got another question on to the next question about the 5-3 or the 5-2 split, which was, what do you do for macros for the 5-2 split when someone wants a cheat meal on the weekend? So like we talked about in the last question, the two high days here are normally at whatever that client's estimated maintenance intake is. So just to throw like an average out there, let's say that this client was at in their deficit calories, they were at 1500 calories with 120 grams protein, um, 155 carb and 45. Now I calculated all this out before this terrible math. So I didn't just come up with that off the top of my head, but then their maintenance calories or their maintenance macros would probably be something like twice a week, they're eating 2000 calories, 130 grams of protein, 245 carbs, and 55 grams of fat. So basically here we have the client in about a 500 calorie per day deficit, five days a week, which should equate to a bit under a pound of fat loss per week and then when we're bumping them up we're bumping them right up to their estimated maintenance primarily via carbs but a small increase in fat also so like we talked about the increase in carbs is just because leptin is going to help decrease hunger increase energy expenditure we want that that said like as you heard i increase fats a little bit as well because the most important factor here is adherence so for most people in a case like this where really that is a big ass increase in carbs we can just increase mostly carbs bump fat up just a bit too so i increase carbs by let's see here i increase carbs by 90 grams i increase fat by 15 grams so still got a big big spike in carbs that will spike leptin but just increasing the fat increases adherence a little bit that said like there is very little to no reaction between leptin and an increased fat intake. This is just 100% for adherence sake. So if you're somebody that wanted to just increase these calories purely from carbs, that's perfectly fine. Just the reality is most of the time when clients are like clients like this that are falling five, you split and want more flexibility on their weekends. They're also likely eating foods that are a little bit fattier, which is why just to make it easier to hit their macros, I'll increase carbs a little bit as well. Because again, adherence is king over everything else. So from there, I also just wouldn't really frame it as a cheap meal. 
The reality is most of the time when we frame things as cheap meals, people see it as a time to kind of just quote unquote, be off the rails, really just eat whatever they want. And it really just gets people in the screw of mindset, like, eh, whatever, I'll get back on track tomorrow. And then that often leads to, oh man, I messed up yesterday. Why even try today? There's actually, scientists have termed this the what the hell effect. Um, right now I'm listening to the book, what's it called? Willpower, motivation. Hang on, I'm so sorry. Let me pull this up. The book is called The Willpower Instinct by Kelly McGonigal. Literally, they're just talking about this, but super interesting. Basically, the what the hell effect is when we do something like this, we often say we feel so guilty that we beat ourselves up that we get this. Our body wants to immediately or subconsciously our mind immediately wants to do something that will make us feel better in the long term. So like say you fall off your diet. You feel really shitty that you fell off your diet. Your subconscious mind wants to do something better to make yourself feel better because you feel shitty that you fell off your diet, which often leads to eating more food that's going to make you feel shitty again long-term, but will give you more immediate pleasure to make you feel better. And again, scientists have, and this really turns into a vicious cycle, and it's literally been coined the what the hell effect. So cheat meals kind of lead to the what the hell effect and people get into this vicious cycle of days or even weeks where they're off track with their nutrition. So I would much rather frame this, which is the beauty of the five, two as, yo, this is how we're going to make this work with your diet structure. And so many times when clients are nervous about this, because this is very new to most people, most people have done a cheat meal, but they've never tried to make like pizza or a cheeseburger fit in their macros. I will literally say, yo, what foods do you want to eat this weekend? I'm going to show you how to make these work in your diet. And I'll literally walk them through like, okay, here's how we plug all this in your Minutes pal. Here's a smart idea of what you should eat the rest of the day to make sure you hit your protein, to make sure you're not hungry through the rest of the day. Here's how you do this. And once we get that first one out of the way, people are typically a lot more comfortable with that. But framing it as here's how we work this into your macros makes it much more sustainable than, okay, you're just going to cheat, eat whatever, and likely feel shitty for the next couple days and maybe get back on track midweek next week all right so final question came from the membership training site site and that was i'm curious about the apps you're using for your clients even my fitness pal are you paying premium prices for access how many apps you use what's your monthly cost on average all right so oh and basically asking like what apps are easy to navigate for a trainer i'm paraphrasing this a little bit but what apps are useful for somebody that's coaching basically is what she's asking here okay so right now i have my fitness pal premium corona media premium i think i have fat secret premium or pro some of them are pro basically every tracking app known to man I have the premium version of, so I can hop in and see all my clients use all these different tracking apps, especially when we start the nutrition assessment, but just throughout your time with me as a client. So I can hop in and literally see your food diary and just see what adjustments we need to make. Say you're hungry, say you're craving foods. I can literally hop in there. It's the one of the most helpful things I give you as a coach. I can literally just hop in there and give you my suggestions for like, okay, let's plug in some more protein here. Let's plug in some more fiber here. Maybe you should add some fruit to this meal. Super helpful. To me, being able to give my clients that service is worth, I think they're all like 10 to 15 bucks a month. So I think, and I'm terrible with this, I should know this off the top of my head, but it's probably somewhere between 60 and 70 bucks a month I pay for 
<laughs> just the food tracking apps, but well worth it because it really increases the value and the service that I can give my clients. I also have True Coach, which I believe once you get past 30 clients, it's 100 bucks, something like that a month. And I have that, and I have over 30 clients on there, of course. So um, as far as like apps, that's really all I recommend outside of that. like, And I was honestly very hesitant for the longest time to even use True Coach, which True Coach is how I deliver training programs to my clients. I do love True Coach. It's dope. It is very easy for clients to see your training program. And like when I, I shoot you a training program, I can hop in there very easily, make adjustments. You can measure, me, uh, you can message me easily. You can drop your form videos. So like True Coach makes it so easy. It was well worth it. But I wanted to keep touch points like his farce coaching as low as possible. But like True Coach, again, like I can add so many notes. All these custom exercise videos are in there. Whenever you need, like, whenever I want a form video from you, you can just drop it in the comments for your exercise. It's it's well worth it. But outside of that, I try to keep, like, the amount of apps or different places my clients have to go to report their progress to me as minimal as possible. We want to keep it as simple as possible. I think one of the most important things is more having systems on your end, especially for, like, okay, this is exactly what the onboarding process looks like when I bring on a new client. Or, like, Programming is a great example of this. So I have a very, very strong structure, or I should say systems, as far as it comes to programming. And I think to be a good coach and to be effective, especially as you start bringing on more clients, and this is one of the biggest things that's helped me be able to take on some more clients as my business has grown, is really systems, especially, especially when it comes to programming. Because no matter what, right? And you want an individualized program, like every single client, when you start coaching with me, I have you go through a movement assessment that shows me exactly how you move. I can see all your weaknesses, anywhere you need more mobility work, wherever we need to add more training volume. Also, we get super in-depth on the initial call, like what muscle groups you want to focus on. Where do you want to get stronger? So then I can really individualize your program to you. But on top of that, we also need to make sure that it's fun, it's engaging, and it really keeps you pushing hard and really just gets into the gym because that's how we create this into a habit that you sustain long term. Again, a random tangent, but the point of this is that's very time consuming. We need systems on the, our end as coaches to make this as effective as possible. So like for me personally, when it comes to programming, <clears throat> I have a Google Sheet. This is my programming sheet. Within that, I have different tabs. One takes me through, has a list of like every single different rep scheme that I've used in every program I've ever created. All these different dope ways to structure your training to keep it fun and engaging, but also I know they're effective. Now, obviously I know all of these, but right off the top of the head, like if I'm trying to create the best program for you, I can think of like, okay, here's five dope rep schemes. But in this, I have 30 to 40 different rep schemes that I've used with clients that I know are super effective, I have tons of different options to choose from. Much more effective than just like trying to constantly rack my brain. Same thing goes for mobility movements, different movements that we're using to prime you depending on what your first metric based lift of the day is. Different vary every single variation of squat, hinge, lunge, push, pull, core slash anti-movement, different finishing movements that I love, different finishers, tons of different energy systems work, different structures for programming your energy systems. 
have all this laid out in crazy detail. So I never have to sit there for five minutes and just think, hmm, what's the best hinge movement to program in and like try to rack my brain. I have this list, so it helps me program so much better for clients to give my clients better programs. This is truly a big part of why my clients get such great results is because I have all these systems behind it and also allows me to be so much more efficient. I'm giving you as a client a better service, but also I'm much, much more efficient. So having systems behind everything you do as a coach, and there's not, I haven't come across a good app yet that like really helps you organize this, which is why like very much so like same thing, everything I do with my business, like all my clients that I've worked with in the past, anybody that's ever reached out to me about coaching, like everything possible we want to systemize and keep track of having that as a coach. And then like, again, like training everything you do with nutrition, having all that helps you a ton, give your clients a better service. But again, there's no app. I've really found that packages all that yet. But yeah, I mean, as far as apps, that's app systems. That's really my recommendations. Try to systemize as much as you can. I really like true coach, different things like my fitness pal, chronometer, whatever your clients seem to fit best with them for tracking their nutrition. That's super important. And then from there, create your own systems that work best for you. All right, guys. And that is all we have for the Q&A today. Now, if you enjoyed this, if you took value from this, like I know you did, do me a huge favor. Take a screenshot of this, share this on your Instagram story, tag me. I want to share this to my story too. And together, we're really growing the reach of the show. We're helping more people become the leanest, strongest, most confident versions of themselves. And second, because I really appreciate you, do yourself a huge favor, download the Lifestyle Diet. The link to this is in the show notes. This is a complete guide to maintaining a flexible nutritional lifestyle, enjoying your life, and building the lean, strong body you want, just like my clients do. All right, that is all I have for now. Until next time, thank you for tuning in.